We're back! What's <laughs> up, y'all? Welcome to Plenty Opinions, where we get together every once in a while and discuss different points of view on the topics and issues that face us as we try to be full-fledged adults our age. So balancing all the things at once, young but not that young, independent but super tied down, What's mom up? and Tatiana, around the way girl but professional, all at the same damn time. I'm Janae. I'm Zuri. And this is episode seven. Are we in an emotionally abusive relationship with our luxury labels? Let's find out. Let's find out. Okay. For me, for Undefeated Internet this week, it's uh, the grass is not always greener. Sometimes it's a filter or Photoshop. So (laughs) mine is inspired by, let me say this. I have a Zuriism or a Zuri tenant that I live by. And I saw something on social media that reminded me of it and reinforced along with my experience this weekend. So the Zurium or the, the saying is never go to an event hungry. Don't go to nobody's wedding hungry. Don't go to no birthing <laughs> workshop hungry. Don't go to the office potluck hungry. Don't go anywhere hungry. Eat before you leave. Okay. I agree with that as a person who's driven by my belly. <laughs> and I will, I'll post the thing on social media so everyone can see it. But there was a post going around and I saw it at Embracing Black Culture where a girl was at the office potluck and she, a coworker came in with raw chicken. Oh, yes. To prepare for. You sent me this. <laughs> to prepare. This made my stomach potluck. turn. And homeboy, who was a Caucasian man, did not bring any seasoning to season the chicken. But he also brought his deep fryer. But he didn't bring any gloves for his hands. Sis, he, he didn't bring a lot of things. It was, a, it was lacking a lot. Okay? And he, he proceeds to, she chronicles how he, he drops the chicken in the deep fryer, how he's taking it out. And his only form of seasoning is the sauce for the chicken. And, and his he, spit, because he's licking his fingers. But she's using his fingers to flip the chicken. He doesn't, he doesn't toss the chicken in sauce. He's flipping the chicken back and forth with his fingers, and he's licking his fingers in between. And um, <laughs> then he proceeds to say, oh, I love to do this. my passion. I could come back and make more tomorrow. And she like, we're selling. No, 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 that's okay. We've had enough. <laughs> so I'll post that so you guys can see. But what also reminded me about this personally was that this weekend, I went to a birthday workshop and they said the first half an hour is like light breakfast will be served. So I was like, you know what? I, I dropped, I did some morning errands. I was like, I don't have to worry about eating because it's a birthday workshop. They're providing food for pregnant people. Yeah. I get there and I'm hungry at this point. Sis pulls out, lays out the, the, the light breakfast. Let me tell y'all what it was. Oatmeal. <laughs> Instant oatmeal. Because she was like, um, the moms, I need to be healthy. Sis, that's it? They Just need superfoods. Let me also tell you that. I have never eaten oatmeal before in my life. And oatmeal's disgusting. I don't eat porridge. I'm Jamaican. I don't eat porridge. I don't eat oatmeal. I don't eat any of that stuff. But let me tell you what I did do this weekend. Eat oatmeal. I ate oatmeal. Because birthing class is a marathon also. Like, you're there for hours. And let me tell you, you this. Died. Sis did not know how to make instant oatmeal. Okay? I wore it back in the cup. Do some hot water on it and said, this don't look right. It's really, like, very watery. I had to pour a second packet in the amount of water that I think. And I had to eat some spoonfuls of it because I was starving. Thankfully, oh I had a little God. biscuit in my bag and I had to eat that later. But let me tell you, don't ever go someplace hungry. Yeah, that's the cheat code for All sure. Right. Thank you. That's it. That's my number. I'm on the foot <laughs> Okay. You going to come down now? Yes. I'm okay, great. You worked up a sweat? Yes. All right. Inspiration for this week. So I was trolling the internet on Metro North, headed up to the Sticks in Westchester to go to my mom's house which is another story we'll talk about another time. And I came across a few things that I want to discuss today. 
particularly, I was reading an article from January on Vox, and we can like send you guys a link on social. And it got me tight because it was talking about yet another luxury brand showing disrespect for racial sensitivity. We all know that like several luxury brands have released bigoted and insensitive items. And despite that fact, and despite the fact the industry collectively keeps saying that they're now woke, um, people of color keep on supporting them. Like we keep on still buying these luxury labels, even though they aren't checking for us. In the first half of this year alone, Dolce & Gabbana had a campaign stereotyping Asian people. And that designer insisted that Chinese people were ignorant, dirty-smelling mafia. Prada had the Prada Malia collection, which featured monkeys reminiscent of blackface caricatures. Gucci famously had to issue an apology over their ski mask turtleneck outlined with red lips like blackface. There was an entire collection by Montclair this year mimicking blackface cartoons resurfaced on the internet. Beyond product... um, This article was specifically talking about Machino and using the word Serena as a code word to signal when they have black shoppers in their store. Serena as in Serena Williams. Yes, disrespecting the GOAT. And of course, it's not limited to luxury. Last year, H&M was exposed before having a young black boy modeling a t-shirt that read the coolest monkey in the jungle. The list goes on and on and on and on. There's similar allegations of using code words or selling racially charged product have been made against Versace and Zara, who had to remove a handbag from stores because the embroidery had swastikas on it. They also had like a striped yellow shirt with like a Holocaust S star on it that they got in trouble for. The article also noted something I wasn't previously aware of, that as African-Americans, we have a buying power of $1.2 trillion and we make up a higher share of customers in many sectors than our 14% share of the population. So our buying power is way stronger than how many of us there are. And keeping that in mind, logic would dictate that we would take our trillion, it's 1.2 trillion, and only spend it with those who respect us. But we actually, in practicality, don't act that way. Um, even the most woke person you know probably has been weak and purchased a luxury brand or supported a celebrity or public figure who's shown total disregard for our collective self-interest. I'm looking at you, Floyd Mayweather. Over and over, it seems we fail to mobilize where it counts. In fact, it seems we as a group prop these companies up with clout and, of course, our coin. People might have stopped wearing H&M for a month or so, but things have steadily returned back to normal. Gucci is still the number one luxury brand in urban culture. Even T.I., with his very public Gucci boycott, even asked for support with a caveat. You know, just don't wear it for three months. So what's really going on here? The old adage in advertising is any press is good press. And is that what the luxury brands are after? Are they using us as clickbait? Are they leveraging controversy with us to keep them relevant? And if so, why the hell do we keep falling for it? So the question is, are we in an emotionally abusive relationship with our labels? We keep buying them even though they keep disrespecting us. Why can't we leave them alone and support those Black businesses who are from us and support us? That's what I want to talk about today. I know I brought it out of relationships, but I've been wondering... Let's get into it. I be seeing people with these Gucci labels. They be making me tight. Even Dapper Dan makes me tight. Like, why you work for them? Anyway, the guest. (laughs) I'm excited about our guests that we have here. Two of our goody, 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 goody friends. BB and Jasmine. What's up, ladies? Hi. You being real, real, real quiet. No, because I... You try to come in... Coming cool. I am very loud. So she's like, put the mics. I'm like, girl, no fucking loud I am. <laughs> like, I don't even need a mic. Like, she don't warm up. She don't warm up. Welcome, ladies. So we're going to start this segment as we do always, which is asking you a few questions to introduce yourself to the listeners. 
which is where are you from? What do you do for a living? Are you married, single, or otherwise? And if so, how long? And then we'll close out with your cheat codes. You want to go first? Okay, what was the first question? Where are you from? (laughs) Nobody ever remembers the questions. Um, I'm from Brooklyn. I was born there, so. What do you do for a living? Well, now I'm a nanny. Okay. Two small kids under two. Oh, you could have been my nanny. Anybody <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the oldest one is one, and the baby is two months. Keeping you busy, yeah, sis. I be napping with them. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I, I know I'm not 100 percent sure if they have a camera in the house, but they do. I'm gonna be like, look at this fucking bitch <laughs> napping on our time. Two and a half hours, all three of them. I be out. I be like, so y'all sleep. I'm sleep too. Because we're in the same room, so I'm like, if y'all want everybody wake up, I'm here. Right. That's what they say. The kids, the kids are safe. That's all that matters. Yeah. Are you married, single, or otherwise? I'm not really, I'm not married yes. or single, so I'm going to stick with otherwise. Okay. <laughs> I don't like. Are right, you in a relationship? Yeah. Okay, how long have you been in a relationship? Six years. All right. We'll come back to you via Chico. <laughs> I have like nine. All right. So, we ready. Bibi, welcome. Hi. Um, my name is Bibi. I'm from Harlem, Ebarrio, um, and I currently live in the Bronx, you know. Due to gentrification. But, <laughs> which is another topic in yeah. of itself. <laughs> yeah. So I am I'm trained as a social worker. I have my I'm a licensed master social worker. I work part-time at a you know nonprofit organization, but I also have a side business where I do anti-gentrification work and sell t-shirts. It's called PDTs. Tell them where they can find you. Come on and plug yourself. Um, they can find me on the internet, on Instagram, PDTs, Twitter, which I don't really use, but you know, I just have it. You should spell it, spell it, spell it. Um, P-I-R-I-T-E-E-S. Um, my shirts consist of Gentrification is Warfare and Dear Gentrifiers, my grandmother is doing Brujeria on you, which is witchcraft, obia for my Caribbean people. Right. <laughs> and Yeah. That's it. And are you married, single, or otherwise? I am married. I'm married uh, to a Jamaican. There's a lot of uh, we have the Caribbean diaspora in my house because I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican. Uh, so it's it was a lot of adjusting. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> How long you been married? Six years. Oh, okay. Well, mm-hmm. welcome, Jasmine. What's your chico? Have like. So many. All right. What, what's your like top two to three? Right, I'm gonna go with top four. You're not gonna oh, like. You <laughs> get. You gave me too much time. You got a platform. You got a platform. Yeah, you gave me too much time. All right. First cheat code: always upgrade yourself, sis. I like always. that. One. I like that. Yeah. Second cheat code: <clears throat> always drink good wine. And there's never such. There's never a thing as too much wine. Right. Drink I, the bottle. I like you that. Pay one. for it. I like that one. Yeah. I like that one. Number three, you are fucking Beyonce. Don't let nobody tell you. <laughs> Don't yeah. let these niggas have you out here fucking. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, you might have to submit weekly cheat codes because these are good. And Jasmine's cheat codes up. Yeah. Number four is just my personal favorite. We all deserve Drake. Let's just like, let's just put it out there. We all deserve Drake. Okay. Okay. Light skin for me. All right. Are you, are you, you, that light skin I'm more of a Idris little bit too Ilba. much, uh, too I'm much of a living freak? I'm more of an Idris Elba kind of girl. Listen, Drake, Idris Elba, Diddy, whoever tickles your fancy. <laughs> we all deserve one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all deserve to be on somebody's yacht. That's true. No, but none of us should have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> That is true. I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm here for it too. And before we move on, we have a cheat code from out in the internet. We gotta get me cheat code. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Baby. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Jasmine gave a lot. I know Jasmine gave a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I would say forget what it's supposed to look like. Um, and what I mean by that is just define your own version of success. I think we get trapped into what it's supposed to look like. Oh, I'm supposed to have this, or I graduate from this degree. I'm supposed to be working in this degree when you might not necessarily like it. And just move forward in your truth and uh, authenticity. Make your own adventure. That was good. Talk about you ain't have one. (laughs) (laughs) No, I said I have one. And, you know. (laughs) And since we're doing multiple. You know, like, uh, you know, go outside wearing the same underwear and the same bra because you never know when you're going to get to accident. That's what my mother told me, but I don't don't go buy it. But that's what she told me. I was like, wear the same underwear. I just want to give you some other like a matching, a matching set, matching set, matching set. I was like, what is the night leading to? Yeah, like that's the point. That's what she always told me. I don't go by it, but I felt like I needed to tell the world. That's my mother. I also really don't like what niggas be like. Oh wow, your underwear is pink and your bra is black. Like, I'm not gonna do that. Fuck this box or no? You wear my little fucking color my underwear is. Yeah, that's not stopping you. Not really. From Carrie in Queens, and she said, "If it's free, it's for me." Oh, I'm here for that. Free is my favorite. You know, Zuri. That's that. I say that too. Free is my favorite number. I love free. That's my favorite. We start talking about these laws you ran. I'm like, I don't know because I free. Free is my favorite number. If you have a cheat code you want to share with us, you should send it to us at plentyopinions at gmail dot com, or you should DM us on Instagram at plentyopinions. Anyway. Moving into the topic of the day, should we talk about like why we as people keep on supporting these luxury brands instead of ex- instead of supporting and uplifting our black brothers and sisters who are trying to do the same thing? You know, we sound like a lot of people because what Gucci and what yeah, like people are like, oh, I'm boycotting Gucci. I'm not buying shit. Well, I can't think. I can't even fucking afford that shit. They boycotted before they even did that. I wasn't buying Gucci before they did that shit because I couldn't afford it. But it's also brands like H and M and Zara. Zara, you hit a, you hit a, it's rough. You hit a, you hit a a soft spot in my soul because they sell coming up in June. So that's the shit. H&M, the only thing that got with me at H&M, I just thought to myself, like, so when they put this t-shirt on this little boy, like, where was his mom? Because I know he didn't show up to set by himself. Right, right, right. right. So, like, when, he, when they put the t-shirt, because I'm assuming his mother's black. Yes. So I was just like, she wasn't looking like, no, these niggas don't got my baby. And like, she, or like, were they so desperate for money that she was like, listen, if you got to be a cool I think monkey, they talk to her about it needs time. to get paid. I vaguely remember. I Hold on, I need to, to look it up and see if they, they talk to her. They did speak to her, but I don't remember what she said her reasoning by, behind letting him wear that t-shirt Sorry. I feel like she wasn't a black woman no she, she was a black woman I think that boy? I know from some of maybe he was a dumb because I, I, I think I vaguely remember reading guys this is gonna inflame you no she, she said it's no big deal get yeah, over it that's what I heard her and she was a black woman 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just I, the PTSD I just like blocked it out because no. I was like, there's no way that she could have really done that. Yeah, she she yeah, said, she "That's my son. I've been to all photo shoots, and this was not an exception. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. It's one of hundreds of outfits my son has modeled. Stop crying wolf all the time. It's unnecessary." You know what happened? She oh protected, my! She protected her chat. That's true. She don't want to be the black mother or the black to be that black person to say to stand up for something, and now she's missing out on. That's her food. true. So yeah, now she can't pay her rent. Yeah. Oh, was she adopted by white people? It actually says she's from Kenya. Oh, so, and she lives well, she's in Sweden, Latin. which means that, that makes sense, she though. has a different. That makes she sense. has a different um, understanding of like racial issues. Yeah, European and, like, racism is, is different. different. It's different, different. Yeah, and so she doesn't like. Which this is a whole nother topic I want to talk about, but like she can take the same kind of stance that these luxury brands do of ignorance to the issue and be like, it's not that big a deal because they don't have the same pain over it. Yeah, is what people say. That's what people say, right? I mean, okay. Whether you buy that or not, I don't know. But I mean, I just feel like every time these things happen, it feels like these brands are clickbaiting us a little bit because, For like sure. I mentioned, we have all this buying power. They want to be relevant in the news. So by doing these little tactics, they can make themselves relevant for the moment. They know we're still going to be shopping there no matter what we say. So for them, it's like, let's just do it so that people can be talking about us to get a surge of interest. But as Black people, should we just like have more... Is it pride in ourselves or stand up for ourselves more and instead support other, leave these businesses alone? Like, why is it so hard? I'm going to say this. And I I think that it's possible that I may be of the minority group of this thought to say, like, we don't really need to support them. Like, I I for one don't go to these stores. Like, I'm not saying if somebody buy me a Gucci bag, I'm not going to wear it. But I know that I'm not spending my money there. I I know that for me, I... I think that as a black culture, we put too much emphasis on these labels mm-hmm. and wanting to be, to be like in the mix in the end, right? Like, Oh, I got this Gucci belt. I got this thing. And so the, the, the thought of wanting to be in the mix and being seen and being relevant supersedes the self-respect, the self-pride and the pride for our community. But I, you ain't gonna find me in here. <laughs> not, not, not even like, even for like, Besides, like, the disrespect aside and, like, the, the racism aside, they just not get my money because I'm not spending my money there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just not... I, I, not that I can't afford it. I just don't see the purpose of affording it, like, of spending my money there. Yeah, I think it's so tied to, like, historically how we have come into our money as black people because like the status symbol piece of it is because we never had access right so now yeah. we actually have okay, money now we got money and we so have buying power so we're like look we could do what you could do I and not what you could buy and not to say like i'm the most woke person at this table because i'm definitely not and i'm not like i'm not studied as an expert in like black thought and like why we are who we are but like you can extrapolate like just because we never had that buying power now that we have it the labels mean something to us because like when you see the people who are always promoting it, it's like rappers people with new money right. who like can't get away from this label life and even in your day-to-day life they never like, had anything so they like, never had anything so it's like a poor. status symbol was, they grew up so poor and now they got money they're like listen i want to be flashy i want to have this i want to have that which is like you know what listen whatever you like you like you want to pay for it you want to pay for it i'm just like listen if it is not really on sale like that sis i don't know i'm not paying i don't know if i'm paying all of that like, you have to catch me <laughs> i'm gonna just keep looking at it online and you know, scroll back, scroll through. I don't know if it's that. I, I mean, I think that's one part of it. I also feel like these brands, you know, back in the day, these luxury brands, 
they weren't marketing to the African-American community. And I don't think they necessarily are doing so now, but I think they have become more inviting and um, they equal status. And I think that, you know, once these entertainment, I don't know, rappers or or actors, celebrities, whatever, they reach this level and they're like, okay, what, what, what material thing is going to be more status? And they go for the luxury and the Gucci and whatever name brands to elevate themselves in a way where they're like, oh, look, I've made it now. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate because there's so many black businesses that are of quality, but they don't get the recognition they deserve because they wouldn't give that entertainment person that status. I don't know. I, I personally don't shop at these <laughs> luxury sure, yeah. but, but that's why I include no. things like H&M and Zara, yeah, right? Because, like, that's, like, not luxury. Yeah, the thing H&M to me. I'm like, yeah. oh, like, H&M, like, that's I not go-to. Right? Right? Yo, I love me some Zara. Zara For the Zara. baby, I put this, the baby in Zara all the time. I don't even shop in Zara, too. That's kind of pricey for me, too. I know who the, me in Zara every week? Jasmine. Hello, this and is Jasmine, and I'm not ashamed of my problems. I'm and a Zara. A good deal in Zara. I love a Zara sale. They have them on. Well, I might not tell you my spots because I don't need y'all buying up on my. Stuff. I'm an ASOS company. Let me tell ASOS. you something. I'm in Zara all the time. They're be like, "How did you, girl? The sales, the sale starts in June. You make sure you have all your sizes, everything that you need. You gotta be. I'm structured when I walk in. There. I know exactly what size my feet is. I know exactly what size my top is. I know what pants I'm looking for. I don't go to the fitting rooms. I go to pick up all my shit and run out, so nobody <laughs> takes my size. But. I don't know, like. But how does it make you feel see, when they do things that like, super disrespectful? Happened. I didn't know that happened. Right. So to me, it's like when they do things that are disrespectful. Sometimes it's like, why? What? What is your point? Because it's not like people need to know who Gucci is. Everybody know what the fuck Gucci is, right? Like you guys don't need shine. Yeah. You guys true. don't need people. You don't need to make. You don't need to put your name out there, bitch. People know who Gucci is. Yeah. Like, everybody wants it. So it's like, and then I always think to myself, there's a boardroom full of people. So y'all told me. Before y'all sent this, like, before y'all put this out there, everybody in that boardroom sat there and was like, this is a good-ass fucking idea. Look right. At this. I was like, but they're not, like, one black person. No, well, that's what they say. They, like, oh, well, we're an Italian brand. brand, you know, we don't have anybody. Okay, so, so they re- they overhauled their team in response to this because Dapper Dan, of course, came out. Dapper Dan was like, I am black before I am a Gucci designer. I mean, and okay. we got to do... We got to do better. So now they have like a diversity group and they're doing all this stuff. But like, I almost don't buy that excuse either. Like ignorance in this day and age. Okay, vicious. maybe there are no black people there. So you mean to tell me well, everybody that sat in that boardroom was wasn't just, like, oh, this might be a problem. Nobody looked at themselves like, damn, this look problematic. I right. Know. Hey, Billy, you don't think this will look like we're getting some fucking trouble for this? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> looked at themselves. Right. Nobody spoke to Tom, Susan. Susan always got a fucking issue, but Susan was quiet today. Right. Nobody said And you know Susan had an issue. Susan always wanted to speak to HR manager, but today Susan was like, yes, I don't think the blacks would be mad at all. This like, thing with this, this thing, this turtleneck that you put over yeah. your mouth and make and, and, and what made it worse is it's fucking dumb. Yeah. Where the dumb. fuck are you going looking like that? Dumb. If I, if I was out and I see somebody with that on Gucci, H&M, the dollar store, I would just be looking at you like, you look like a fucking idiot. But like, why do we, why do we like get incensed? Like everybody's online like, oh my God, F Gucci, F this, F that. And yet still. I think, the, but also, I people, people that click on it just because it's a trending story sure. and they're like, oh, what, what the fuck is going on with Gucci? Let me check this out. And they click and they're like, oh, well, damn, that's fucked up. You can't boycott Gucci. Yeah, I think it's a boy. It's like I see, like it's hard for us not to click. I'm not buying it anyways. Yeah, 
I think you brought up a good point though, right? There are a lot of other black, there are other, a lot of other brands out there, specifically black businesses and black brands that aren't getting supported. And why is that? Is that because we feel like they're not giving us the same thing that these luxury brands give us? I think personally, let me say it again, personally, I think that we as black people hold black businesses to a different standard than we do these luxury Mm -hmm. brands and these like major businesses. And I don't know if it's because they've been around longer I also feel that sometimes when I shop black and brown black and brown businesses, the level of customer service, and I've heard this from other people, is not the same. And mm-hmm. when I I should say not the same, but the level of customer service does not meet the mark of what expected customer service should be. Whether it's a small business, medium sized business, or a larger business, it's kind of like, come on, I'm trying to work with my I'm trying to work with my folk. Yeah, but y'all not really trying to work with me back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they like they don't have they're not a plus in that yeah. regard. I feel like. With that being said, like, I'm all, I'm, you know, I'm a big proponent of shopping black and brown. Um, but I don't, just because you a black and brown business doesn't mean, like, if you have bad customer service, like, I'm going to be like, yeah, you still need to mess with them. But I also feel like we need to work with these brands, too, and give them chances. Because you have to think about it. Gucci is a whole entity. Like, yeah. these businesses Zara, H&M, whatever, like, they have buying power, right? And a small business owner doesn't have that, right? And they're kind of figuring it out, too. Um, so I think that we we need to not cancel them right away. We had a bad, bad experience. Mm. But let them know and say, hey, like, I think that, like, for, for example, I went to a, a restaurant that was Black-owned, and their customer service was terrible, and the owner wasn't there. Um, but the people that, that she had working for her, they were just bad at customer service. And instead of me saying, hey, like, I'm not messing with them no more, I, I hit up the owner. And I was like, these are my concerns. You know, you're new to the community. I want to support you. But this is what was my experience. And she was so thankful that I did that because I could have just went on Yelp and tear it up to pieces. Right. But she didn't know. She said, thank you for bringing me uh, this to my attention. Please come back on me. Um, you know, I'm new to this, so I'm trying to work it out. And I feel like with black people, it's like, oh, they don't know what they're doing. Fuck them. Let's cancel them. When it's just like, y'all still buying that Gucci and H&M? And yeah, and like, that they can do no wrong. Me, you know? I do feel like, though, I've had experiences <laughs> with black businesses where, like, I have tried to complain about something or something hasn't gone right. And I have been met with, like, attitude, yeah. like, entitled type <laughs> attitude where they're, like, you can go F yourself, F your mom, mm-hmm. go over there. I don't even know why you sent me this email. And it's just like, sis. Wow. Yeah. Like I'm sending money with you. And I'm trying to like work with you to BB's point and be like, hey, just so you know, like XYZ was not quite right. And why do I have to be met with that type of like defensive attitude? BB, did you go back and get your, your free mail? I was about to ask you. When you do go, but but I'm I'm your plus one. (laughs) But I also feel like, but I also feel like I get that too. White white, white businesses, when I let them know about themselves, it's like, well, I'm sorry, it wasn't to your liking or whatever. It's just like I need you to apologize for that. I need you to like fix it. And I don't think it's like it's just so black and white. I feel like black businesses have been, especially black people, it's like we're not really given the financial literacy. When, when to run our own businesses, I feel like um, white people or white businesses are giving more opportunities. It's like, oh, you can you can do this, 
as a business and there's more opportunities for you. When it's black people, like we literally have to figure it out or ask each other or research or whatever, because we're taught to either go to school, work for somebody, get your pension and retire. Right. right. So we, we're kind of figuring it out together. You as a business owner and you as a customer, like, I don't know, but I, I, I'm not in agreement with like bad businesses. Wait, there's times where you need to walk away and be like, I'm not fucking with this business anymore. So I think that we can't really give that, like, that's a very fair point, but I think that we should be holding our black business owners to the same standard that we hold. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I think that like, we can't give, like, I know that we don't have like the same financial literacy or business building literacy that like more traditional business owners do, but we all interact with traditional businesses every day. Even as a black business owner, you interact with traditional businesses every day. So we might have to do like a little shortcut, like, yeah. and skip ahead. We might not have million, millions and millions of year, not millions yeah. of millions, but hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. But like, we're also trained that we have to work twice as hard yeah. and, you know, study twice as hard and be twice as twice better than the next man to get ahead. And I just feel like you, we can't, we also can't give ourselves that excuse as like yeah. black business owners. We have to hold them to the same standard because we know that even though they don't have the literacy of like running their own business, they interact with businesses. So they know what the expectation is. So that's why it's even more disappointing for someone when I work with a black business or I buy something from black business to get poor customer service like that. Cause like me as a black girl, I'm like, well, why guys, why we do it? Come on y'all. They already don't want to let us in. Right. Why are you fucking up the game? You know what I mean? It's almost like the Obamas. When the Obamas were in office, if they were fucking up like Donald Trump, we would have been tight. Why you in there acting a fucking fool right now? They let us in and you in there acting crazy. Showing your ass. ass. Showing your ass. Walking around cursing Barack out. (laughs) They over here with that shit stuff. (laughs) Hold his hand, Michelle. Smoking and shit. Like you can't invite baby in there nowhere. They out here saying ignorant shit every day, lying, perpetuating all the stereotypes that people have for us already. Like if they were in there acting like that, we would have been like embarrassed yeah. as people right and we would have been like they fucked it up for everyone and i feel like for black businesses it should be the same like yeah. when you come in there to be an entrepreneur a black entrepreneur you should know you need to have your game on lock tight yeah because you're representing more than just yourself yeah i just I, i'm seeing more of a sense of like holding them accountable and not just canceling them right away yeah yeah because yeah. i had experience with one of my favorite businesses and they were fucking up in their customer service and but i kept holding them accountable and they they fixed it right I, I for me to be like oh i'm not fucking with them i'm walking away is like well you know if h&m is having a sale and i need a bathing suit and i'm going on vacation then you go to h&m i'm gonna have to go to h&m right yeah, because despite whatever they ex- did exactly right so it's just like i'm not i'm you know i'm all about giving these black businesses chances and not canceling right away but just like just like we have a canceling culture we should have a redemption culture yeah. And we're like, hey, like, okay, I'm, I'm willing to come back to the table and see what else you have, you yeah. have to offer. That's a good point. On, on the same note, then, do we need to have a redemption culture for these businesses, these luxury brands? No. No. <laughs> no. no. I'm, just, I'm just inquiring. I'm not saying that. I, it I makes me super tight. Now. Because, like, it just makes me tight. If you can't tell from this whole episode topic, it yeah. makes me tight. Because, like, they don't, they actually are the ones who don't deserve yeah. redemption. Yeah. And they don't have a diverse team. Like, this is why this is happening, right? Tyrone will be in there and be like, you know what, actually? Um, so that sweater would... But even lack of Tyrone. Yeah. Like, as a human being in this culture where everything has to be PC, stop saying you're ignorant. You know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. yeah. 
So stop disrespecting us. That's why I, I kind of lend it to like, are they disrespecting us on purpose? And if they're disrespecting us on purpose, definitely. Then we need to disrespect them on purpose with our dollars. Well, that, even Zara boo. That makes me think about <laughs> that, the, the article or like the post that came out recently about Beyonce and was it like Reebok? Yeah, she went to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she walked out for like this out of the boardroom yeah. the meeting because there was no representation of her or people like her yeah. where she comes from. And then she went to Adidas. Adidas. Yeah, and someone just told me today that they're owned by the same people. Yes. Are they really? Yeah, I didn't know that either. I have to fact check that, but based on what I was Did told... Did Adidas have more black people, though? But it, it seems like it. It seems like the reason she chose them is because they were representation in the room of... What but she see, Beyonce for. could do that. An average person, they'd have been like, bitch, you walk out, you're just about to be broke. But then I saw a, a <laughs> True. few... Like, a, a year... Two years ago, I mean, I love Queen Bee, but a few years ago, I saw a picture of Tidal, and they were hella white in there, too. Mm. So I don't, I don't understand. So maybe that was the white part of the yeah, office. They had like a white party, and then they had like the office there were like black three, party. They there were like in. three or four black people sprinkled in there, and and one of the two of them would be on Saint so, I'm not coming in for this fucking photo op. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, hopefully that's what went down. Um, I can't see them doing that, but well, I, I hope not. Yeah, because that's like, first of all, Jay Z, you came from fucking nothing, mm-hmm. so you should give people a chance. Yeah, I'm pretty. No, I I know he does, but I think that um. I think that these entertainers, like, yeah, T.I. was like, no Gucci or For whatever, three months. For three months. Whatever. For three months. Like, but what I is mean, that? What the fuck that three months is about to do? Yeah, uh-huh. right. We need to, like, I think that when we, we start moving away from, like, an individualistic point of view and more of a communal point of view, of view then shit will get done, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, like, we need to hold all these entities accountable that we're signing contracts to. Yeah. Because, and do our research. And be like, okay, how did this entity really benefit? my people, the black community. Uh, but we, you know, some of these entertainers don't do that. And they'll just sign a contract. Like, oh, I'm getting all these zeros. Like, right, right. Yeah. But how do we make those decisions in our everyday? Like, not to call you out, but you just went on a whole right, tirade about mm-hmm. Zara. So now next time you're in Zara, are you going to feel some type of way? <laughs> do you mean next time, like tomorrow? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, how do you as yourself individually make decisions that are beyond your individual self? Like for your community, from a community point of view, like they were really just saying, sure. I'm not gonna lie. Because <laughs> <laughs> the sales aren't in June, right? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. And you're like, I'm definitely gonna be yeah, in Zara and whatever. Like, I'm not trying to spend like $60 on nothing, so. But do you I'm think that there's lie. probably like other black brands that you could I wish I knew what they were. Like, hit me up. I'll buy it. Maybe I just want the fucking shirt off my back. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like that. You got it in the medium? You said cash app or Zelle? Mm-hmm. Like, if I, like, I just like Zuri yeah. asked me. She's like, "Do you support Black Men's?" I was like, "Yeah." When I when I go, when I see it, if I'm invited, yeah, yeah. I was like, "I don't really buy stuff online." Like, I'm the majority one percent that does not order online because that right. shit gets put on my doorstep. Niggas will steal your shit. Like, um, no. So I those are like, Brooklyn issues. Nah, I don't know because I just have like a gate in the front of my house, mm-hmm. and like I don't know what it is with UPS. They just be like throwing shit. They stole my sister's phone. They stole my mother's fucking vitamin box, and she's like, "Oh my god, somebody stole my vitamin box." That's I was like, Brooklyn's "What's in the it?" Jungle. And she was like, "Vitamin one a day." I was like, "I want to see the person's face when they open up the box and they thought it was like super serious and fucking vitamin <laughs> one a day from writing." <laughs> <laughs> fucking moron! Like, so I'm like, I, I don't like to buy. Like, if I order something online, I'm like sitting in my front steps with UPS. I'm tracking the shit. I'm like. He's five blocks away. It's 37 minutes. I don't want my package to get stolen. I know when my UPS truck is coming. 
Yeah, so to me, it's like maybe if I go to like a little, like they have like a little get together where I could like buy it and take it yeah. home with me and it's mine, I don't mind. If it's good quality and it's something that I want or I like, I'm buying it. Like, yeah. I don't care what the price is. As you can see, I have no fucking self control. So I'm buying it. Like, I'm buying it. I always find it. I'm like, wow, that bracelet is mad pretty. I don't have nothing to wear. But if I buy it and I buy other stuff, I'll put it all together and I have something to wear. <laughs> so to me, it's just like something. And also, I like to go in and feel what I'm buying because I've had people buy something from online and then you get it and I'd be like, that that don't look like the picture. Yeah. I, right. I just want you to, like, that in the picture is not the same thing. So right. you need to get, and it's time to get your money back. People complain about how hard it is to get your money back versus if you go into Zara H&M and you'd be like, you don't even want to wear it. No, you just wore it one time and you want to return it. They would not think twice to give you back your money. Yeah, that's back to the same thing you were saying. Like, you don't even have to have the damn tag on the dress. Right. You got deodorant stain on the dress. Let you let them say, "Oh no, Miss, you what? Can I speak to your manager?" They taking that shit. Like, like they're they give a whole you like entity. Yeah, so, you know, you can't afford yeah. to do that. Yeah, they, they can afford, afford to do that. that. So like with me, I'm, I like to go and touch this. I'm over here touching BB shirt. So I'm you think that if, if, but, if you had, if there were more brick and mortar uh, black businesses, black around businesses that you were aware of, you would support that? Definitely. If the, but what yeah, you know with, what y'all like? without, there is this great organization called Black Owned Brooklyn, and where's it? I know it's in Brooklyn, but I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> they're an online organization, and they highlight all black businesses in Brooklyn. So maybe we can add them to the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind. Like, is it this good quality and it's something that you need or want? I'm and black it. and grown, they have. <laughs> BB, tell us all the places. What they sell? Let me know. Like, they black and grown has all like cosmetics. And hair oh, wow. stuff. Oh, I need some. My hair grown. I need made something. and <laughs> for something. and bias. Um, it's called black and grown. But what Jasmine <laughs> was just talking about is literally what you were saying, right? Because like as a customer, you think when I go into H and M and Zara, they'll take this bag. I'll have no issues. Yeah, but when I buy that. this from this company, I'm gonna like you. You identify it as a customer service issue. You yeah. don't realize it as a resource issue. Like, like what if you buy something online? And it doesn't look like what it comes in. Or you realize, like, oh, this was cute online, but now that I have it on or, like, I see yeah. it, I don't really like it. You try to return it, and it's, like, so much attitude. Yeah, and yeah. you're like, listen, Keisha, I didn't do nothing to you. I just don't <laughs> fucking want this no more. Give me back my $32. Like, I'm not trying to beef with you. Maybe I'll right, buy right. something else. Yeah. But I don't want it. Okay, I feel like with, with that, I feel like with... Don't worry, I'm not going to return it. I'm not saying, no, no. <laughs> I want that shit. <laughs> what I'm saying, I feel like with, like, Zara or H&M, is like, you know their return policy. Like, you know, H you know, Zara, whatever their storefront is, they're not going nowhere. H&M is not going nowhere anytime soon. I think when you buy from a new business, it's like you have to do due diligence too and say, okay, what is your return policy? Oh, yeah, you gotta, what yeah. if I don't like it? Like, it's, you know, like, do your research instead of like, be like, oh, well, she probably not going to return it or he's probably not going to return it anyway. Um, I think it's all about balance too. I practice a 70-30 rule. 70? I'm not going to do that. That's 100. That's 100. I'm bad I didn't even try and participate either. I was like, I don't know. Okay. They'll figure it out. Cool. Whatever she said. That's why I'm a social worker. <laughs> um, um, where 70% of the things I buy are coming from black and brown businesses. Wow. And I thought it would be the other way around. No. Me too. And the 30%, um, because we live in, you know, New York. capitalist society or whatever, we, I have to be realistic. I'm like, okay, not all the stuff that I get is going to come from a black and brown business. Yeah. Um, there's this great, uh, talk on uh, TED Talk that you can find on YouTube 
by Maggie, Maggie Anderson. And she's like an activist. Um, she's a, a wealthy person, her and her husband, like they're, they're really well off. Um, and they decided for a whole year that they want to buy black. There's a Killer Mike episode too. Yeah, and I saw that trigger black. warning where he's trying to buy black and he's yeah. having a hard, a hard time. Yeah. So, so like she did, crawl. she, <laughs> she did crawl. for yeah. a, a whole year where she brought black and she, they wrote a book, book about it. And she basically said that it was re- really enlightening for her to realize how little of financial power we have, like in owning our businesses, mm-hmm. like, and also like how she was trolled online too for this experiment. Like she was called racist and discriminatory and all that. And she remembers that when she had to go to cleaners because she was so dedicated to um, supporting black that she would drive like across town, like thirty minutes or whatever. I oh, might wow. be wrong to support these businesses and. Um, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I definitely feel her because when I want something, I'm okay. The first thing I do is like, how can I buy this in a black and brown owned company before I go the other route? Um, and it'd be difficult, but I've been making the effort. I feel like that thought process alone, if we all as like black and brown people adopted that pro- thought process alone, it would have an impact. Like if we just in ourselves and in our individual purchases before I buy this pair of shorts from H&M, if I think of like, is there a black or brown business I know that mm-hmm. has this, like a pair of shorts like this? Just like the, the thinking of it and being cognizant of it would make change. an improvement. It would make a change, right? Because then if I if I start changing my mindset like that, and if we as a collective start changing our mindset like that, then we would buy more black and brown. Yeah. Like it would just it would come as a, it would even be hard anymore if you just ask yourself just the be question. Aware, yeah, yeah. If you just make yourself more aware of it. Yeah, like the number one thing I like to do because I like eating out is like okay, I I need to eat at a black and brown restaurant, right? And it's not going to be all the time, but, like, I would say 80% of the time I eat out, it's at a black and brown restaurant. And the thing is that, like, the more these black and brown companies get supported, the more of them there will be. Yeah. You know, like, it's like... power and, like, better customer service. Right. They can take back the items. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they need the support (laughs) to have the resources, but we're not giving them the support to give them the resources. Like, it's like a A self-fulfilling prophecy, right? The thing, too, with that is up sword is, like, you want to support black and brown businesses, but because they don't... Most of them are, like, uh, on a smaller scale. It's like H&M could produce the same shirt, like, on a larger scale. For, like, two cents on the dollar exactly. and then charge you $2 Dollars. for it. Yeah. Whereas, like, you as a black and brown business owner is actually paying proper yeah. retail and for I, the white I, t-shirt you're stamping. And I would say yeah. that for my own business, because I, I have a t-shirt company where it's just, like, I fund everything that I do, right? So I don't have, like, an investor. I don't have an angel, angel investor. Like, everything I do is on my own. So I have to sell these sh- t-shirts at a certain price point and to meet the production costs and mm-hmm. also like have a bit of income towards it. And 10% of what I do gets donated to these anti-gentrification organizations. So I, when, when people come to me like, Oh, can I have like a discount? It's just like, no, like I'm, you're literally <laughs> taking like, the most, you know what I'm saying? That a like, person can do. Ask for a discount. Yes. We go to H&M, Gucci, Zara. They're not doing it on purpose not. stuff. It's just they're the not. way they're used to shopping. They're not doing it to yeah, disrespect when you the owner. Yeah, you to Zara, you don't, don't ask for a discount. discount. No. You just may go in the sales section. Yeah. Oh, if a button is missing, can I see this? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's that's, that's such a bigger, that's a big department store where taking 10% off that shirt doesn't mean anything for you. Like, earlier when I saw BB shirt, I was like, can I have it? I didn't ask BB, hey, bitch, me and you was in Zuri Wedding. We was giving it up. We was (laughs) was walking the trails of Jamaica together. No, it was like, sis, how much is the shirt? 
I need a medium, so sell it to me first. So all y'all gotta wait. Yeah. And that's it. It's like if she told me the shirt was fifty dollars, since you wait till you get paid, you budget yourself and you buy it. Yeah. Because yeah. what if that button is not missing as our? And they're like, since that shirt is still fifty nine ninety. Exactly. And I, and I go, well, then I can't afford that. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? I think it's so rude to yeah, someone off. who's starting a business. Like they're yeah. putting their heart and they soul into it, and here you come wanting your t- what the fuck? You need? What? what is, why you get the discount? I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I always ask for a discount. I'm not necessarily for like small businesses, but what I would say is, if I was approaching a small business and looking for a discount, it would be more so on a bulk basis, like. I'm prepared to buy five or ten of these. Yeah, can we, that's can that's, we work yeah. together? If I'm buying a single shirt, yeah, if you're okay, buying one shirt at twenty dollars, you're yeah. not like, hey sis, let me get five dollars off. Yeah. Yeah. You black? If I'm, I'm black, black. If, I'm, if I'm buying oh. something, then I'm like, black rate three or four <laughs> of these. Like, black how rate. can we work this out? Like you buy, buy you buying ten, at, fifteen. It's like okay. And on the back end, like small businesses, like they go through a lot of trial and error before they push out their final product, right? Which costs money. So when you say you know, like I'm, I'm. You know, of course, if you buy in bulk, if you buy like five things, you're like, oh, can I have like ten percent off this? Then that's that's workable, right? But I understand when I see like a a, a dress or a shirt and it's sixty dollars, because yeah, yeah, I can see how much that yeah. would cost. Right? But that's part of like changing the mindset, yeah, like changing your mindset to realize also, like like people would rather spend that sixty dollars. In H and M or in higher before they right. support a black business, but like why? And they probably because they feel it. like you know, you know, you and they know don't think what it's you're wearing. Yeah. I don't know. To people, it's like you know what you're wearing. I know what I have on. To me, it's just like as well, long as it looks good. Well, mm-hmm. that's just gonna shrink by the next. Yeah, because by the time you wash it, and it's also right. irregularly cut. Right. Okay. <laughs> it's like you so don't even know what your feel, size is in it. They feel like oh, because you're not a big name brand. Why should I spend my money with you? When it's like to me, it's quality. I think the thought process should be. And I, I am not. I, I need to start doing this as well. Is that the sixty dollars for the the dress with the black owned or brown business is not just for the item itself, but an investment in the community for sure. Yeah, an investment in the business. Whereas the sixty dollars at H M Zara, which whatever, I ain't trying to invest in a community. It's what not, community? No. It's really just in the item itself, or yeah. for for the luxury, or to say the opportunity to say I got this from there. So I think the moral of the story is support. But if they don't do good, complain and just don't don't come back if you don't like it. And don't have a knee jerk reaction to always buying the labels that you hear about H&M, Zara, Gucci, this, this, this. Try to take BB's like rule and just think about it. Like, I think I'm going to do that. Think about it a second and be like, do I really need these shorts from Zara? Is there a black designer or brown designer I could be supporting instead? And if it's a little bit more expensive, you're invested in the community and not just the the item. And don't have kids. As long as it fits and it's cute, you got my money. And also, like, I understand, like, we need to buy things in a hurry. Like, we're going somewhere or, like, we need something. Like, that's why, like, I have that 30% rule. It's just, like, it's unrealistic for me. Like, I'm going to buy 100% black and brown. Like, that's not realistic. I don't want to drive myself crazy about it or buy poor quality things because I'm meeting my 100% rule, right? So, um, it's just, like, okay, like, being conscious and saying, you know, if you go on a vacation and you want a a good swimsuit, it's just, like, okay, where can I get this from somebody who... Is black and brown who is doing this, right? It's almost like we have a responsibility as like, even like, this is what I was going to say before and I didn't know if I wanted to say it, but like as middle class people with spending power, I feel like yeah. we almost have a responsibility to be a little bit more conscious about for where sure. we spend. Yeah. Because there's there's those of us in our community that don't have that ability. Like they have to go for the cheapest item or right. the quickest item or right. the whatever, whatever. But as us professional people who have a little bit more leeway, 
It's our responsibility pick and choose. to pick yeah. and choose and be discerning on behalf of our community, I think. Yeah. I'm here for it. so, too. Um, Maybe you make shorts? No, I don't. <laughs> Not yet. Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I said it first, so at least let me get mine before. <laughs> okay. I might ask, but just, I just want it first. <laughs> we should do some letters. So we have two letters. If you or a friend, air quotes, need some unbiased opinions on a situation, you should email us at plentyopinions at gmail.com and we might answer your question with our guests on an upcoming episode. This week we have Erin. It's Erin's not, that's not really her name. Okay. Right? okay. But we're going to call her Erin. I got herpes in college. Ooh. That's how her letter starts. So she's coming in hot. Okay, guys? Okay. In my first relationship following this distressing event, I couldn't muster the courage to tell my boyfriend until a month into our relationship after we had had sex and he was she spells it with all the g's all the h's all the t's to say the least despite that we went on to stay together for three years and herpes didn't really matter after a while he never got it i still feel some guilt about not telling him though in my next serious relationship after him i decided to try things the opposite way and be totally upfront. he didn't get it and we're no longer together for other reasons but it definitely had an impact on our relationship i say this because It came up throughout the duration, never in a negative way, but the subject and my associated shame and guilt around it definitely came up a few times. Now that we're not together and I'm dating again, I have trouble telling potential partners. I know quite a few people have herpes around here these days, but whenever I contemplate telling someone, I fear the stigma and the possible rejection. The obvious solution seems to be not to have sex until I'm comfortable enough to tell a partner and share this piece of information, but the problem is that sex comes up long before I've reached that point. And feel safe enough to get this out. I never have sex without condoms. I take preventative medicine. I'm vigilant about paying attention to possible signs of outbreak. Given this, I decided that I'll tell partners when my condition interferes with our sex life, i.e. whenever I'm concerned I might have an outbreak and I have to curtail physical activities. I've discussed this with my close friends and most think this is reasonable, but I just want to gut check it. What do you think? Is her preventative medicine from a black and brown business? Is there a black or brown pharmaceutical company you're supporting? So many questions and concerns. Uh, um, <laughs> Look, she came in hot, right? I got like, herpes. Like you, you, you. Her friends is, think she's reached a reasonable. I also way. feel like those is your friends, so like they care about like you have herpes. I'm gonna be nice to my herpes friends. <laughs> <laughs> you, your life is already beating you the fuck down. I'm not about like. I, th- I, I, yes, yes, I agree with you. Yeah. I think that <laughs> re- dating for her is not what dating is for everybody else because sex is gonna, like, she got, she had a big bomb to drop, yeah. which lets, leads me to believe, or what, what I think my tactic would be is, I got, we have to be, there has to be like an emotional connection, right? Ain't no one night stand in, ain't no, yeah. we have to really build so that way when I drop this bomb, like, you just don't see an outbreak or you don't see an STD, you see me for who what you know me to be and what our relationship is so that yeah. way then I can disclose it to you. That's beautiful. So, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm gonna speak for the real niggas. <laughs> you tell me some shit like that, I'm the fuck out. Like, no matter what. Like you yeah. did, God forbid, we'll come to you six years later, Jazz and I got herpes. We got a bigger fucking issue. <laughs> because you didn't, did you have this six years ago? Or is this a new thing that just came? Because we got a bigger fucking issue. Where did this come about? Because I've been to the doctor in the last six years. But you can't pass it unless you have an outbreak. So that's why she's saying, like, I feel like I don't have to really tell unless, like, I'm having an outbreak that might curtail what we're trying to do. And her friends are like, that's a reasonable way to say it. I just have a lot, like, it's like, I'm not 
risking my life and anything with my health. health. Yeah. For anybody. Yeah, I feel like it's like, like, that's just too much. It's super fucked up not to tell right away. You cannot be having sex with people yeah, and not tell like, them your herpes. Let me make the decision if Point, like, I period. want to continue with you or like continue. Yeah, don't this. decide for me. This is like, period. a dumb question, but I don't really answer. If you're having an outbreak and you kiss somebody, you kiss the person that has herpes, can you get it? I don't know. Yeah, sure. I thought she meant when she had an outbreak on her. I, I see, I've, well, I've you know, cold sores are herpes. People can get Me herpes. too, that's why you don't drink from people. Mouth, like, Which mouth is so outbreaks. common that, like, half the population. But after, like, when she spoke about herpes, herpes, I didn't think she was thinking like, about her lips. I think she's it's talking about, about right? Somebody yeah. Yeah. Any bodily fluids. Okay. I feel like point blank period, you need to tell people right away. Your friends, I don't know. They're smoking whatever you want. Everybody that, like, that's not So, how do you, how, when do you tell? I mean, you I, cannot be having know. sex or kissing anybody and you have herpes and you do not tell them because you're deciding for them and that's not your right. I feel like I'm sad for her that this happened. Like, she had to contract this. But also, it's like, sis. Like, I feel like if she's taking... I mean... She says she takes her preventative medicine. I was, I, I, I feel like she doesn't know an explanation to anybody. It's her body. Um, nah, you but too. I also feel like um, herpes... Mm, <laughs> I mean, I don't know a lot what of it is to it. have, like, yeah, a lot of people, I don't know what it is to have a, an STD, a long-term STD, because I think what syphilis and chlamydia are like, you just take it and it like, goes away like a medicine or whatever. I have no idea. But I also doctors. think that, I also think that it's, it's, I don't think it's so black and white where you're like, oh, I'm going to tell somebody, right? Because if she's not on the heartbreak, she's using condoms, she's taking her medication, I, I mean, still think it's I don't... See I just why think that she's the tone. Don't put my life at risk like that, knowing that you have this. Like, if you tell me and I decide to still sleep with you, For sure, then that's a different. That's thing. my business because I walked in knowing this, but you don't tell me, and God forbid, we don't know. Like, what if I do catch it, or what if something happens? I think, and then it's like, mm. I feel like if she's in a long term relationship and they're talking about not using condoms. And then maybe I think I mean not maybe I think that you should be truthful and say this is what but she just this, is, this is what my apprehensions are around that. But if she's using a condom, if she's not on the outbreak, I mean I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Yeah, what know, the things are right? What what how herpes can be I don't know. contracted if you don't have an outbreak? But I don't think she owes an explanation to. Everybody and anybody. What did she say? Is she in a relationship now that she was trying to tell a guy? What was the question? Um, she said, now that I'm dating again, I have trouble telling potential partners. Okay. So I think potential partners, I don't think it's like, hey, yeah, I like love walks to the beach and I have herpes, but I, and I, my favorite drink is rosé. I don't think you just drop it yeah. casually like that. Tell them your favorite color I, instead of that. <laughs> I think that if... Yeah, I agree with being. It's complicated. Like, it's, it's, hard. it's not black and white. I, I, agree mean, with I don't know where it's like. It's her body. She doesn't really own explanation to anybody. But also, it's that other person's other side, body. On the other part of it, like as a partner, like you can't just be. I, I would want you to tell me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, like, but then that opens the door to people who've had syphilis or chlamydia or whatever. You just that, take that. I can't that's get a, now. Like, yeah, if you, a, you you took antibiotics and it's but gone. I'm at risk now for catching it. Now, like we're dating now. Like if you had it, but wouldn't that change your perception though? Somebody tell you like, oh, I once had syphilis. No, because you you have a syphilis before. It's not going to get me syphilis now. Yeah, actually, you I don't think it would be a break outbreak before and the potential for it to coming back today, tomorrow, or next week that affects me and my health. So I think that's my concern. Is that that's why I would say like wait until there's an emotional like you know that something serious right. is going to happen. So that way it's kind of like listen, I like you, you like me. 
I just want to be transparent with you and let you know that this, sure. is, something, this is something that's going on with you because it could lead to us having unprotected yeah. sex. But but it's just like what you were saying, like dating for you is not dating for everybody else. You can't take it as um, trivially yeah. as like the rest of us might. Us, not us, because I'm obviously married. But yeah, like, dating for her, not for me, because I don't got no herpes. Right, but like you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I just have to clarify for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I think I don't, that, like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that she should go out on her second, third, fourth day. And be like, oh, I have herpes. Like, I think if she's trying to have thing. sex though or kiss that person, then she has to tell them. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was asking about how you contract. I don't know if it's contracted through kissing. Like, I don't know. And I, I think that's part of the problem too, right? The lack of education. How look these it things up. happen? Because if I don't, if I don't know that much about herpes, and you come my face and you don't tug me down. By the way, I have. I've had outbreaks of herpes. Now I'm scared as fuck, right? Because I don't know if I can catch it from your saliva. What you mean you have herpes? Like, what that mean? <laughs> yeah. What, like, so when you did that thing to me last time? Yeah, like, this thing says, the herpes virus can be spread from person to person by direct skin-to-skin contact, especially during intimate sexual contact with an infected person. This includes kissing, oral sex, and contact with genitals or anus. So, I don't know. Oh, I still think... That like, if you, despite taking your preventative medication, despite using condoms, despite all the things you're doing, despite not having outbreak, I do think that like, it's almost a respect thing for the other person that you say something before you're going to have contact with them in one of these ways that you could transmit it. I don't know. I don't. I, it's hard I, though. I, I, I don't. I don't think it's just like so easily mm-hmm. to say. To discern, yeah. Yeah. Uh, was her name Tina? I said Erin. Erin, oh, usually I give very expert advice, but right here, I will just let you know that. You stumped me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not usually lost that word, Erin, but <laughs> you got me. It's I'm, tough. I'm sorry, Erin. I don't know what, I, you just got to do what's best for you and what works good for you, because I wouldn't even know, begin to know what to tell you to do. And also I want to bring in, like, maybe it's also like, you might be with someone and you tell them and they become very aggressive or whatever, and that could be a safety issue around that right so i don't know i think you have to uh i don't know really assess the situation and say this is somebody i want to be truthful to who i see them being an important person in my life or is this this a one-off i don't know how to answer like do you tell a one-off situation one-off situation one i stand i think you you shoot your shot you live in your wildest street i don't plan to see you tomorrow but that's like alluding to the, what you said, like dating for her. Yeah. Which I mean, she I has to put more thought into it than yeah. the rest of it. Like, I think that's actually the advice. Yeah. Like take your dating life a little bit more seriously than the regular healthy person. Yeah. You have to put a little bit more thought before you like have intimate contact with people. Right. That was a tough one though. You got me, sis. I would say speak to your medical doctor. <laughs> yeah. And ask their <laughs> advice. Also, that's actually good advice, advice too. And just, like, you know, there's health counselors out there that probably would have better uh, advice. Better, yeah. better advice because I'm not going to say I think you should tell your partner right away. I don't think it's, like I said before, I don't think it's that black and white. I think we need to have all variables on the table to, to, to make a, a informed decision. And I don't think we're informed enough to make yeah. a decision yeah. for you. Yeah, oh, that's actually a support group. A support group. Oh, yeah. Support place, group would know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, we landed somewhere. Support groups, ask a health professional, someone who has like more details on the, the disease than we do. Don't listen to none of your friends unless they got her. Yeah, but don't listen to your friends. Your friends are not the right ones to be giving you advice in this situation. Okay, second question. Tiffany asks, I'm currently finishing my graduate program and recently got the exciting news that I got a job on the opposite end of the country at a prestigious organization. The only catch. The only catch. A classmate who's my best friend in my program also got a position with the organization. 
you would think that that's like great because I'm going to know somebody there. Yeah, you got a friend. Yeah, I feel terrible saying this, but I have wanted to distance myself from this friendship for the past year. I realized this past summer that this friend is self-absorbed and narcissistic. I tend to feel drained in her presence. I did not confront these issues this year because our program's tiny and our friend group is very tight-knit. I had intended to simply set up some distance after graduation and slowly, slowly fade on this friendship. Now that we're working in the same office and moving to the same city and we're only going to know each other, though, what do I do? Distance yourself, sis. Book them busy. <laughs> There's um, no reason not to still distance yourself. We work together. I can, she, You want to go out for drinks? Girl, I'm so tired. I got this headache. Yeah. I'm going home after work. Then when you find some new friends, like, listen, if you don't want to hang out with somebody, you don't have to hang out. You ain't going to force me to hang out with you. I'll come up with so many excuses. Oh, girl, my mom told me she got alcohol when I get off at six. I can't. Every six, by the time you're on your 10th excuse, she's like, you know what? Fuck this bitch. I don't want to hang out with her anymore. <laughs> You or she, she would have made friends. Yeah. I can understand what she's saying because you're going to a new place that you, you want. I know I'm the type of person that I would like to know somebody there. And it's just good to, familiarity, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you already know you're not really messing with homegirl and you're trying to get past her or move, get, get rid of her, that's, this is a perfect excuse. Yeah. No, I want to explore. I want to spend some time with myself. Or when you start talking about what your plans are when you get to this new destination. I really want to find myself. I want to search for me. <laughs> Yeah. I want to do like, this is a new journey. I'm trying to get into yeah. with myself. Exactly. That means that's no me to you. Okay. Yeah. I, I also feel like you don't owe anybody your time and your space. Protect so, your peace. Yeah, yeah. If this is not the person that you want to develop a relationship with, like a friendship with, then the answer is simple. No. Like, you don't owe her anything. Um, and this is a new, what, situation for you? You want to go in there as, you know, peaceful as possible without worrying about, you know, basically coddling someone. I don't know if that's a proper word. But, yeah, you don't owe that other person shit. So. Bye, sis. <laughs> it's okay to ghost. Okay, cool. Those are our things. So the moral of the story today, we already did it. But, like, be conscious of the decisions when you're purchasing. Try to support black and brown businesses. Don't buy into cancel culture and try to cancel them right away. And when you want to support these other luxury brands that might have disrespected us in the past, just take a second to think if you really have to get it from that place or if there's another option for you. That said, humor me for a second. I want to close out by suggesting some other businesses, luxury brands even, that you can consider that are Black-owned. And if you guys have any, you should, you should, we should post them out. And if you guys have any, you should say them also. But like Fear of God, there's Fee Noel, there's Laquan Smith, there's Pierre Moss. There's Brother Vialis, like there's a bunch of luxury brands that are black owned, so you can still get your luxury fix, but black and brown. Um, thank you guys. Thanks for coming, ladies. For being on the show today. And that's a wrap on episode seven. Thanks. Toodles. Toodles. Thanks for listening. And if you like us, sharing is caring. You can find us on all the places where podcasts live: Apple, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, all the things. Send us your letters at plentyopinions at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram. If you or a friend want or need more unskilled, unprofessional, inexpert advice, and as you can see, we're willing to tell you when we don't even know what you should do. So we will not lead you astray. We are quite confident in being like, I don't know, sis. Let us all meet here again soon. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye.